The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And good morning and welcome to Your Life, Your Money. I am Chris Creston, joined as always by Kelvin, the money guy, here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Thank you for making us part of your Sunday uh, and uh, happy happy Valentine's Day to you, Kelvin. How you doing? Yes, good, good. Same to you, Chris. Um, good, actually. Cold this morning. I went out to, I'm the old-fashioned guy that gets the newspaper, the old-fashioned Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every morning I get out there to get it, and it's cold and snowy. Uh, it's like real winter again. Yeah, exactly. No, I know. If you for people who don't get the newspaper and don't have a dog, they may not get out there at all. They just look outside and say, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, not doing I'm it today." <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's yeah. Today's Daytona Day, Daytona Five Hundred. So right. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty much the Daytona is really the start of. I guess the spring or the summer coming in, so we'll see how it shakes out this year. Everything, right? Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting uh, that you mentioned that today is the start of Daytona, and you know, the email that you sent me earlier in the week to let me know what it is that we should all be doing or what we should be talking about on the show today. Uh, you know, Kelvin, to pull back the curtain, Kelvin puts together a lot of documents, a lot of inf- information so that my simple little mind can understand what we're going to talk about. He's the money guy. I'm just the guy with the microphone. So uh, Kelvin comes up with all the stuff that we're talking about and, uh, you know, Fitting that it's Daytona Day when the headline of your email to me, the subject line was why investors must keep their foot on the pedal. And, you know, a lot of that, you know, you got to keep your foot on the gas if you want to go anywhere. And right now, obviously, we're dealing with uh, uncertain times, uh, you know, to be to, to understate it. We've got Valentine's Day here. I think all of us can now as we're getting to the sort of year anniversaries of everything in yeah. COVID-19 and in the pandemic where uh, you can see the benchmarks and start right now in February, we're starting to see the last time I did this, the last time I did that. And, you know, yeah. maybe for a lot of people, the last time they went out for dinner with their significant other could have been Valentine's Day. You know, if you've got a family, maybe it's uh, you don't get out for dinner uh, more than once a month or so. And Valentine's Day is always an excuse to do this. And I was thinking, you know, today we'll be ordering in in my house and we'll be ordering from the restaurant that we went to last Valentine's Day. And it's it's nice that it's still there, but it's strange. And there's a lot going on here this year and 2020 was a strange year 2021 continues to uh be a strange year but there's still a lot of things that we can do to make sure that we don't get complacent with our lives and don't get complacent with our money and i think that that's one of the most important messages um of your life your money and that you put out there is to you know always make sure you have a plan and just because a lot of things are on hold doesn't mean that that plan for retirement or that plan for the next step of your financial life can't continue as well as so long as you're still able to work and earn a paycheck. Uh, I should throw out the website, askkelvin.ca. That is Kelvin's website. You can reach him anytime there. You can check out past shows. You can find all kinds of information there as well. That's ask K E L V I N dot C A. And you can call him anytime at four one six 
416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. And Kelvin, you know, we should uh, dig a little bit into that idea of why investors should keep their foot on the pedal right now. And, you know, I think a lot of people are probably thinking to themselves, I, you know, I'll just wait and see, I'll wait and see, I'll wait and see. But a lot can change. A lot has changed. We've seen the stock market, you know, drop and come all the way back in very, very quickly. And a lot of people missed a lot of opportunities. And, and you know, we shouldn't, as uh, investors, attempt to time the market or, or go back into 2020 and say what happened. We know February 23rd was the height of the markets last year. And we know 20, April 23rd was the, the bottom. And December 31st, everything recovered. So if human beings, you know, human nature being what it is, probably thinking, yeah, it's another year of this pandemic, the vaccine, we're maybe into a third wave. Maybe the market's going to go down and did what it did last year. So what I'll do is I'll wait. I won't do anything. I'll time the market. So remember those, that's, you know, a, a foolhardy thing to do because it's not timing the markets. It's time in the markets. So we know that uh, things are looking up. We know the vaccine is rolling out slowly here, but it's coming. It's coming. We know the economy will some way down the road this year, maybe into next year, start to kick up. So we as investors should not look at uh, three months um, you know, down the road or, or six months. We're investing for multiple years, If you're, no matter what age you are. We're not investing for today and today only. Or, you know, I get many questions about where do I think the markets are gonna be next week or is the markets too high? Well, all those things are just relative, depending on you. So if you feel the markets um, are going to be high, higher by the year end, you should start investing right now. If you're worried about things in the short term, you know, look for ways to um, head some of those short-term risks while keeping your foot on the pedal. Because it's like everything else, you know, it's like your cars with airbags, right? It's not going to... You know, it's just a hedge in case something was to happen to you, but it's not going to stop you from driving and getting where you want to get to. So you need to sit down, like you said in the beginning, and have a structured plan for yourself of where you want to be. And not just in the, not just today, but, you know, three, five, ten years from now, where am I going to be? It takes, you know, Chris, it takes about, I would say about 12 years, 12 to 14 years for people to really plan out their money lives. So if you're in your 30s, you know, 12, 14 years from now when you're 45, you did it properly, you're probably set for life. So no matter where you are in your in your age, and you know, sit down and do some thought process of how much you want when you retire. You might not retire when you're 55, and you probably won't, but at least you know I have enough in the bank that I could, you know, if I wish to, like I could retire if I want to. You ever hear stories of people that, um, you know, they retire early, like in their fifties, because they started planning out their lives in their late twenties and thirties. Now, many of us, myself included, didn't do it, but imagine you had that fortitude or that forward thinking, man, you do really well, right? So timing is not 
the issue. You shouldn't be timing the markets. You should be um, structuring what you have and using what's going on in the world to help you to propel where you want to get to. Right. And, you know, obviously everyone's going to have some sort of short-term goal, but it's important to have that long-term goal in mind as well. You know, you have to know where you're going to take the example of the car again. And on Daytona Day, we're going to continue to use uh, car metaphors, I guess. But uh, if, you, if you're driving down the highway and you're only looking right at the sort of nose of your car and the end of your windshield, you're hmm. not going to be able to tell what's going on on the road and you're not going to be able to really plan ahead and navigate um, what dangers could be coming up along the road as well, or a turn that you need to make. So you've got to really take that big picture look and look all the way out and not just at the edge of your windshield. So while you've got to manage the short-term situation, you've also got to be looking at your long-term goals. And I think a lot of us, especially especially when you're younger, you start really looking too closely at some of the short-term situations and you think, oh, don't worry, Later, I'll deal with that later. Yeah. You know, you talk about the uh, shoulda, woulda, coulda guy, yeah, but you know, I always, <laughs> I always talk about uh, you know future Chris versus uh, past Chris and uh, present Chris and pa- present Chris. You know, you know, blames past Chris for a lot, and he also you know leaves a lot on the table for future Chris to take care of later. And I think that that's yeah. probably a mistake uh, that a lot of us can uh, relate to. That there's a lot there's a lot for our future selves to have to deal with. But if we take care of some of those money planning issues, that's something that we're not going to have to worry about too much. And and I think we should be very optimistic about the future ahead of us. Um, you know. Not that Biden won, you know, um, it, it's going to be a much calmer market and less social unrest and like a calmer world we're living in, right? Good or bad, hate him, like him, I don't know, it doesn't matter, but it's just going to be a lot of good things um, will happen in the world. You know, companies, the tensions between the U.S. and other countries will, you know, will start to diminish. You know, Russia, well, we don't know, it might get worse, but we don't know. With the blue wave, what happens is um, things are going to happen, like the stimulus will be passed a lot quicker. And when the stimulus passes, the money is going to seep into the economy. That's $1.9 trillion that's going to seep into the economy. Like I said before in some of the past shows, Canadians, we have $200 million in our bank accounts ready to be spent. So where do you think that money is going to go? It's going to seep back in. I was reading an article that says that there is $6.5 trillion sitting in money markets. And after the break, we'll talk about where that's going to go and how we should invest. Terrific. You know, I think a lot of people are looking at their bottom line, looking even at their checking accounts and thinking there's a lot of unspent money in there right now. And we can all sort of relate to what that is going to be like, hopefully, very soon when the world goes back to normal and we can get back to spending our money and spending our lives the way that we want to. Visit askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. And you can call Kelvin anytime, 416-457-7526. That's the number to call Kelvin the Money Guy anytime at 416-457-PLAN. Stay tuned to Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. 
The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is your life, your money, and I am Chris Creston, joined as always by Kelvin, the money guy. Kelvin's website is askkelvin.ca. That's ask K E L V I N dot C A. And you can call him anytime at 416 457 7526. And, you know, we've talking you know as we always do about investing and about your money and about uh, the stock markets and about you know but not the stock markets in the sense of you know we're not we're not uh, describing to you lines and graphs and charts and things like that but how it relates to you and how it relates to your real life and uh, before we took the break Kelvin you were talking about all the money that's you know about to go into the economy whether it's uh, stimulus plans from the government, or whether it's just sort of that real demand that's going to come uh, come back to life when we do go back to normal life, and all the money that's in people's savings accounts and checkings accounts, and the money that you could have spent on a million dinners out, or on vacations, or on any number of things, is all of a sudden going to be unleashed onto the economy, and that's a, that's a promising prospect looking forward. Yeah, and I think investors, you know, people that are planning out their money life should get ready for it. Like I say, there's $6.5 trillion sitting in money markets. Money markets are like, you know, sitting in the bank making you no money with inflation going up. You need to get it. It's slowly going to seep out of there and get into the market. So think about, uh, I know it's freezing cold today. It's like minus, I don't know, minus 30 or whatever it is. But we should think might, might as well be minus a thousand. It's so cold. <laughs> you know, we should be thinking about the beach, the beach stocks, because as the money rolls out, guess where things are going to go into, you know, bookings, like booking stocks, like those companies that do, you know, weddings. Think of all the weddings that was put off. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen later this year or into next year? Booking sites are going to be jammed up, so their stock values are going to go up. The E in the beach, entertainment, you know, bands. I see the weekend, uh, he's booked. I forget how many concerts they say starting late into this year into next year, like 60s something like that. Wow. So people are going to have pent-up demands for entertainment. The A in the beach, the airlines, we're going to be traveling again. You know, I'm sure it'll be um, a lot of constraints and so on. But we went through these airline things before when the terrorist attack. We just have to change the way that we got on the airplanes. So we've been through this before. The sea and the beach, casinos, cruise lines, those stocks are going to skyrocket again because we we want to go and gamble. <laughs> we want to get out and lose our money, right? Yeah, well, exactly. I think, they, and 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 lose your money in a fun sort of way with in flashing lights way. and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Not 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 in a dumb way like on GameStop <laughs> or something like that. Right. Yeah, and the H <laughs> and the beach at hotels, they're going to be booked up again. So those look for the beach stocks to take off in the next, maybe not this year, but maybe next year. But they always say buy low, sell high, and repeat until you're rich. So maybe do that kind of stuff now. Get ready. Embrace this decade. You know, fashion goes back 20. Every 20 years, the fashion comes back again, right? So the stock markets seem like a 30-year cycle. So if that's true, when we look back 30 years ago, uh, 1990, 1991, um, 
the, the world just changed. A lot of things changed. Back 1990 was like now there was economic growth because the economy is starting to get back to normal or better. There's a surging stock market back then, like we have now. And there was low inflation, like we have now. So some of the ingredients to make our money grow are here in the now. So don't wait and wait and wait and wait. Look at your portfolio. Make sure you're well situated for, to embrace the future that we're going to have. In 1991, the stock markets did 20%. In 1993, it did 13 in 1994, did 21, 95, So we had a great decade of return of our money. And this decade, they say, will be like that decade. The 30-year cycle is back. So we need to sit back, re reassess what we're doing, and move on. Clean energy, because of Biden winning, clean energy stocks are going to perform very well. We're in that generation now where... Um, uh, you know, in the news, they were just saying this morning that um, GM and so on are going to build their cars in the future to have use less fossil fuel and so on. So we're in that change right now. So, you know, maybe look at uh, myself included, need to look at, at uh, clean energy stocks and things like that. Um, with Biden winning, he's, you know, he's into that, into changing the environment. Elon Musk says he's going to spend $100 million dollars to get rid of CO2 gas in the planet. So he's spending money on that. So we need to look at things like solar energy, lithium, you know, car automation, cybersecurity, infrastructure. All those small little themes or little things is going to drive our, our money. So instead of worrying about the markets being high and low and not going to make any money, embrace the changes and we will do really well in the future. So investors should position themselves correctly ahead of this expectation with the surge coming later in the year. You know, and don't put off, don't get put off by valuations or the markets are too high. Use some, you know what we don't use, Chris? We don't use common sense anymore. Right. And I think we need to get back to that. Blend somebody old with the new and we'll do wonderful as we get, as we, you know, get on to our later part in our lives. Um, so it's a great time, really great time for money. I know the pandemic, you know, we're locked up for a year and, you know, that's, that's the bad part. But the good part of it is we are, are we're going to change the way we live as people. And our money is going to, I would say, double, quadruple by the end of the decade. So we need to embrace the changes. And I think, you know, when we think about, Kelvin, sorry to interrupt you, that you think about how many people, you know, obviously there's been a lot of people hit worse off by the pandemic than others, people who have lost loved ones, of course, people who have lost their mm -hmm. their jobs or loss of right. businesses. But there's also so many people who have been able to work and have had nothing to spend that money on, who have that money sort of sitting there ready to go. So mm -hmm. for, you know, the, one of the things that uh, that uh, I, I think it was, I can't remember who it was, and the provincial government here in Ontario was saying that what they want to provide is hope for businesses that are out there that, you know, one of the things is to hope for continuity, hope that they can hang on for a little bit longer. And then that, I think, is important to know that 
there is going to be you know, maybe a pot of gold at the end of that rainbow. If you stay open, if you're able to hang on and find a way to you know, take advantage of what, what the government has to offer, take advantage of you know, what maybe yeah. you have in your bank account and stay open, hopefully there'll be a, a lot of customers waiting to spend their money on the other side of this thing. And there'll, there'll be, um, you know, you're talking about um, fashion changing over the years. You know, there'll be a lot of people looking to replace their wardrobe or looking to try to um, you know, make improvements on their homes or trying to do uh, so many other things, whether it is, you know, concerts, like you said, vacations. I saw a, a concert video from New Zealand online the other day. They're People, you know, they're back to normal there and life yeah. is back to normal there. Right. And there's there's some hope in that. There's some promise in that, that it, for all of us who are worried that people just won't want to do anything anymore after the pandemic, I just don't think that's realistic. I think that we're going to want to do things more than ever. We're going to want to make up for lost time. I, and I what's agree. that mean is that's that is money's being spent and the uh, economy steamrolling ahead. You know, every every major, there's always opportunities in chaos. Every major event in the world, I mean, this is a major one we've never seen before, but um, any major events, we, good things come out of it. You know, I've known, I know this guy that owns his restaurant, and he's been closed down since, um, well, since St. Patty's Day, right? Um, but he got a lot of government stimulus to help him pay the bills, a lot of breaks on the landlord. And in fact, he's buying another restaurant because wow. the prices are, because the prices are rock bottom. So he mm -hmm. believes that the that things will get back to normal. Maybe not this year, but maybe next year. We can't mm -hmm. continue like this forever. We have to shake out of it. And and that's why I say the stock markets will do the same thing. So right. we should look at the opposite of it. It's not expensive. It's cheap now. You know and. I think it's important to remember that this isn't a recession like we had in 2008, oh. 2009, that was based on things happening in the financial market that needed to be corrected, that needed to be fixed. This is a, the, the pandemic has caused the lockdowns and caused the recession. Right. It's not, it's, it's associated with really a, a lack of, a lack of demand it's not it's not a lack of supply of anything right. it's because it's because we're not allowed to demand anything it's because a lot of people's businesses have been made to be illegal right now so when it comes right. on to the other side of it there's going to be that demand is still going to be there or it's going to be stronger than it was this time last year mm -hmm. you know 20 years ago the dow jones was at 10700 30 years ago, it was at 2,800. So I'm sure 20 years ago, people were saying the markets are too high. The markets, well, look at it today. It's at 31,000. So the question is, where is it going to be in 10 years from now, in 2030? Well, common sense tells us with all this money to be spent, it's only going to hit 40,000. Some people say it might hit it uh, in, late into next year. So those are all good signs and good things um, that are you know, that's going to happen to us when it comes to money. Like I say, the one thing we need to just, the one thing we should really worry about is our health. Don't worry about your money. Because one day you'll get to where you want to get to if you have a proper plan for yourself and reevaluate your plan all the time. So every four months or so, 
have a look back of where you were. Where am I going? Am I on track to get to where I want to get to? Or not just retirement. Am I on track to paying off my mortgage or having money for my kids to get educated or whatever? Whatever is in your world. Am I on track to do it? And monitor those things. You know, they say what gets monitored gets done. If you don't monitor what you're doing in life, uh, not just money, um, you're not really going to get to where you really want to get to. Um, and, and you never want to look back. You know, you know, we're talking about the should have, could have, I could have done this, should have done that. You don't want to be that. You want to know, you want to know where you're going so that when you get there, you're living, you know, you're living in style, you're living good, and you're not worrying about too many things. So maybe after the break, we'll talk about why we need to reevaluate what we do and why we need a financial advisor. Perfect. That's coming up on the other side of the break here with Your Life, Your Money with Kelvin, the money guy. Visit askkelvin.ca. That's ask ca. More of Your Life, Your Money with Kelvin, the money guy on the other side of the break here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We are uh, joined, as always, by Kelvin, the money guy, and you can visit his website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask K I K. What's your name again? I K E L V I N dot C A. How many times do I say that in the show? And I messed it up. <laughs> you can call us live anytime here on the air as well, 416 870 And that's what George and Scarborough did. George, thanks so much for giving us a call. What's your question for Kelvin? Uh, yes, hi. Uh, good morning. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, sorry, before I get to my question, just a quick one-liner on the uh, the the theme of beach. Uh, with respect to uh, uh, investing in the stock market, uh, if you want to catch the the big wave up uh, with big gains, you cannot be standing on the beach. You have to be in the water. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nice, George. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, now uh, to my uh, question. Um, it's regarding the uh, uh, taxes. Um, the taxation of uh, uh, gains from stocks, uh, uh, this is a, a non-registered versus registered like RRSP. Of course, mm-hmm. we, we all want to maximize our uh, our income after tax. So I was thinking of, uh, uh, say, you, you have uh, some money in a non-registered account. Mm-hmm. And and so uh, when uh, so, so you have dividend income and uh, capital gains. And so I understand that dividends are taxed, uh, you know, favorably with a dividend tax credit. Yeah. And, and capital gains, uh, uh, you know, half of it's taxable. Mm-hmm. So, so if you have, uh, so, but if if you have those same dividends and capital gains in an RRSP, uh, apparently, uh, so later on when when you take the the money out of the RSP, the entire amounts are taxed as if it's all interest. Is that correct? Yeah, it's taxes as well as income. Yes. Yeah. So I was thinking of a situation where, uh, say, you had you were fortunate enough that uh, you had money, say, for starters, in a non-registered account, and uh, you had a good chunk of money, had really, uh, you know, really good capital gains, and you had a small amount of dividend income. Is it better to keep it in non-registered rather than registered? Because down the road, when you take it out, you know, you're subject to the 
the entire amount being, being taxed. And plus, who knows, down the road, with this huge deficits we have, uh, we can have higher, higher tax rates. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm not really a big fan of RSPs. It's, it's appropriate for, for people, but you have to look at your, your situation. What is your, in, what is your future income going to be? And I think those are the questions you need to ask yourself. Where would you be in the future? And if that answer is you're going to be in a lower tax bracket, much lower tax bracket, not just a 10% lower, uh, then sure, buy the RSP. But if the answer is no, then no, don't buy the RSP. Right. And that's, you know, look for other ways to do it. So good question, George, and good analogy with the beach. Thank you. <laughs> that's it. Thank you very much. All right. Have a great day. Thanks, George, for calling. Really appreciate it. And, George, if you want to reach out to Kelvin off the air, and if anyone wants to reach Kelvin off the air, the number is 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. So, George, give Kelvin a call if you want to follow up or make a uh, beach date or anything like that. Go <laughs> surfing. or <laughs> Maybe not surfing right now. It's a little right. cold for that. <laughs> but but you know he has a good point, and that's why people need a financial advisor. You don't need an advisor to buy you a mutual fund or an investment. You can do that on your own. Go and get on the internet and do it yourself. What you need an advisor for is those things. His question that he asked: Should I buy an RSB? And it's not a cut and dry answer anymore. Yeah, go buy one. You know, now they're going to be talking about uh, RSPs. It's going to probably start on Tuesday, all the advertising, you know, maybe you don't need to buy an RSP. Have a look at what you do. You know, should I, you know, how do I plan my retirement? You know, maybe Chris, we could talk about it in a bit about, should I retire with an RSP or the TFSA? But before we get to that, you know, a financial advisor is really important for people who want to go forward. 8% of Americans millionaires and I don't mean just having a house like Canadians we have a house that's worth a million but we have no money right Mm -hmm. these are people actually people who have million dollar homes but have a million dollars I don't want to say in the bank but in their investments that they can actually go Mm -hmm. cut a check for a million dollars when they surveyed those people they found that pretty much every one of them used a financial advisor to get to where they got want to get to so I would say we're very important to help you plan your money life. I don't know if you're going to be a millionaire, but at least you'll live a comfortable life when you get older and you have to worry about, you know, anything, worry about just your health. So I would say people that are listening, sit down with your financial advisor and chart out the next 3, 5, 10, 15 years of your life and beyond. And if you do so, you will find that you're going to live a more comfortable life. You're not going to worry about the ups and downs of the markets. You're not going to worry about, oh, are we too high? Are we too low in the market? Get that out of your system. Those are things we worried about in the 80s and the 90s and so on. We need to refresh our thinking. You know how they say where the world's resetting itself? We need to reset our financial lives. And we need to sit down and get somebody to help us to do it. You know, look at taxation, like George was saying. Do I have a will and power of attorney? How much money am I going to need when I, when I retire? So like I say, live your money life backwards and live your life forward. Have fun in your life. You only live once. So all this saving and saving and saving, not encouraging people not to save, but live a little and save for that rainy day like our parents told us. 
you know. So maybe after the break, we could talk about uh, should I buy an RSP or a TFSA for my retirement, which is better. Terrific. I know that's a lot of a question that's on a lot of people's minds, especially if they start looking at their bank account and they think, well, I've got a little bit of extra lump sum that I'd like to invest now. And I haven't been able to take that vacation that I planned and that March break vacation that I planned is likely not to happen. Maybe I should be investing that and looking ahead at my retirement. And where should we be putting that? TFSAs, RRSPs, uh, you know, it's a I don't want to say an age-old question, a question that dates back to 2009 when you could first start buying TFSAs, and that is going to be answered on the other side of the break here by Kelvin, the money guy. Don't forget, you can always visit the website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A, and you can call them anytime, 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. Stay tuned to Your Life, Your Money here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. AskKelvin.ca is the website. That's askkelvin.ca, and you can call them anytime, 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. That is the number to get a hold of Kelvin, the money guy. He is one of the top financial advisors in the country. So, you know, last segment we were talking about why you need a financial advisor. Hey, that's a good reason why you need Kelvin as your financial advisor. He is one of the top financial advisors in the country and uh that is uh you know he's also a really nice guy so that's always a good <laughs> thing to have in your corner as well you don't want you don't want just you know the guy who's going to help you make a lot of money you also want someone who is uh, someone who will listen to you and understand you and understand your needs and uh Kelvin you know we you talked about uh, over the last year how much you've been in contact with your clients and I think that that's really great because I think a lot of people probably haven't heard from their financial advisors or haven't yeah. heard very much or as much as they'd like to hear from them so if you don't have a financial advisor call Kelvin if you'd like a second opinion call Kelvin 416 Four five seven seven five two six, and of course, I'll throw that number out again at the end of the show. Kelvin, you know, right now we're probably all starting to think, and if we haven't started to think about it yet, we're going to start getting all the advertisements about RRSPs and about TFSAs, and starting to think, well, where should I put it? And it's even it's funny because I think it just naturally is like an like a reflex. It's a conversation you start having with your significant right. other around this time yeah. of year. And my wife even looked at me the other day and said, <laughs> you know what, maybe we should put a little bit more money in the TFSA. Or doesn't Calvin say maybe we shouldn't do an RRSP? So it's a perfect time. I got you in front of me here. What should we be doing with our money and our retirement planning? Well, it's funny you say about financial advisors because this is next two weeks. Everyone will hear from their advisor. Haven't heard from them for a year, but they'll hear from them in the next. Actually, not next week. They'll wait. The financial advisor will wait till the last week because they're very busy, <laughs> <laughs> right? You should be hearing from your advisor every three and a half to four months. Okay, good or bad. Market's up, market's down. I don't care, right? And talk about other things. Anyhow, so the question is: Do I buy a T, an RSP or a TFSA? 
if you belong to healthy pension plans like yourself, Chris, and your wife, no, don't buy one. Because when you get when you turn 60 years old, you're going to wish you didn't buy it because you've compounded all your money in pensions, CPP, old age. So your tax, your taxable is going to be the same as you are today. So what did you save? People buy RSPs for the wrong reasons. People buy RSPs to save taxes rather than growth. So the question is, do I buy an RSP or a TFSA? Think about this. Every time you take money out of an RSP, you're going to have to pay back the tax. It could be now or it could be down the road. If you run into a short-term problem, you take the money out of your RSP, you're losing, withholding tax, you're adding it to income. So it's a tax trap. An RSP is more of a tax saving. So they're both at other ends of the spectrum. An RSP is a teeter-totter. Put money in when it's high, take money out when it's low. A TFSA is more of an uphill thing where you... You're never going to pay any taxes. If you if you max your TFSA today to seventy five thousand five hundred, and you leave it alone for fourteen years, and you and you get a five percent return on that money, it'll be two hundred and seventy thousand. If you get an eight percent, it'll be four hundred and nineteen thousand. When you use a financial advisor, the reason I use those two numbers, when you use a financial advisor, you get about a three percent return higher. If you go to take that money out of your out of your TFSA, you're not paying any tax. If you did the same thing, assuming you have the room in your RSP and you put the money in 75.5 into your TFSA, after 14 years, you get the same growth. When you go to pull money out, guess what? You're paying back all the taxes. So you have to sit down and evaluate yourself and say, me, am I going to buy it or not? And many times the answer is no, I shouldn't buy an RSP. Because I'm saving taxes today, but I'm only giving it back in the future. So really sit and think about it. Don't take it for granted that uh, because the ads are saying you can, well, you can retire through, you know, richer and things like that. Well, you might retire poorer if you don't do some planning today. So if you believe that taxes are going to be lower in the future, then load up on RSPs by as many as you can. But if you think taxes are going to be the same or higher, you better think about buying the RSP. Maybe pay a little bit of the tax today to avoid a lot down the road. Many problems with RSPs. So you have to sit down with your advisor and evaluate what you want to do. It's not cut and dry anymore. A lot of the world has changed. We are in the change of things. Everything we've done has changed with the way we work, the way we eat, everything that we do. So think about your money and change your money life. And in the future, you'll be wonderful. So really give it some thought, RSP versus TFSAs. And I think, you know, it's important for people to understand what's actually going on, where that tax refund is coming from when they put that uh, money in their RSP. You're deferring that tax. So you may be getting some money now that you're going to use to, you know, splurge on something or you're going to use maybe to save or whatever you do with it. But eventually, you're going to have to pay that back. And the idea was that, in retirement, you'll be making less money. And so that you'll be having to pay that tax on less income. But the problem is, if you've got a healthy retirement plan, pension plan through your work, you're, you could be compounding the extra taxes that you, you've now deferred. TFSA, you've already, you've already paid you that already tax paid tax. on your income. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, and the growth is not taxed. 
Yeah, and you might want to, depending on your income, depending on how much money you have in your RSPs, you might want to turn some of your RSPs into a RIF right now and mm-hmm. take some out and put it in a TFSA, depending on your situation. Every situation is different. So before you do these things, sit down with your advisor or give me a call and let's figure it out. Don't take it for granted. You know, those commercials both on TV, when you take those pills, you have to check with your doctor and blah, blah, blah. Same, <laughs> same idea, <laughs> right? So I would say, be careful how you make this decision, TFSA versus RSP. Terrific, Kelvin. And uh, if you need some advice, you just want to bounce some things off Kelvin, give him a call, 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. The website is askkelvin.ca. Kelvin, thanks again for another great show. Yes, thanks, Chris. Have a great family day, and we'll chat next couple of Sundays. Exactly. Thanks very much, Kelvin, and thanks to all the listeners who made us part of their Sunday here today. Don't forget, askkelvin.ca. That's askkelvin.ca. Happy Family Day, happy Valentine's Day, and stay tuned to Global News Radio 640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.